0: Welcome to Practical Non-Toxic Living by Ruan. I'm Elizabeth McCormick and I'm so excited to be a part of the podcast. I joined the Ruan Living team last month, so today's episode is just a conversation between Sophia and I introducing me to the community. We talk about my backgrounds, the events in my life that have led me to become interested in Practical Non-Toxic Living and the wellness world. We share with you where we are on our journeys and how we apply practical non-toxic living into our homes and our daily routines. It's a really great conversation where you get to know just a little bit more about both Sophia and me. And as always, it's absolutely loaded with little practical tips you can just immediately apply into your lives too after listening. I hope you guys enjoy please feel free to dm us on instagram or email us with any questions or just to tell us that you loved it you can dm us at practical non-toxic living or at ruan living on instagram and just go ahead and give us a follow while you're there (laughs) Um, or you can email us at hello at ruan living r-u-a-n as in non-toxic living.com if you aren't already subscribed join our newsletter It's just a little bit of love and light with some practical non-toxic tips in your inbox every Tuesday morning. All you have to do to subscribe is to text DETOX to 66866. So D-E-T-O-X to 66866. For those of you who are local to the New York City area, this Saturday, March 11th, we are kicking off our three-part lifestyle series at Souk Yoga Studio. This week's workshop hosted by Souk will be led by our founder and non-toxic expert, Sophia rouen guichet It will focus on cleansing our energetic fields from EMFs, electromagnetic fields. It's going to be a really cool activity, and you'll leave with some easily applicable steps that you can take. Not to mention, the Suk Yoga space is absolutely gorgeous, so it's a great way to spend your Saturday afternoon. <laughs> you can sign up with the links via our Instagram or on our website, ruanliving.com. You can also sign up directly on the Suk Yoga website. So that's sukstudio.com. It's spelled S-O-U-K studio.com. We're looking forward to seeing so many people there and we'd love if some of our podcast listeners came. The Ruan Living Community is a great online community and we'd really love to meet you guys in person. So if you're in the New York City area, you've got from 1 to 2:45 p.m. free on Saturday, March 11th. We'd really love for you to come out so we can connect with you guys and also just share some practical non-toxic living with you. So with that, enjoy the episode and we'll see you next week.
1: Hi, I'm Sophia Ruan Goucher, author of the critically acclaimed best selling book, A to Z of Detoxing The Ultimate Guide to Reducing Our Toxic Exposures, and founder of Ruan Living, the only wellness lifestyle brand that simplifies practical, non toxic living. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome to not only Practical Non-Toxic Living Podcast, but also Ruan Living. We are so lucky to have you. I am very excited to introduce you, your background, your story, what led you to Ruan Living, because I know that listeners will be thought-provoked by hearing more about your journey. So So tell us about yourself and um, starting from, yeah, wherever, tell us about yourself. (laughs) All right. Well, hi, thank
0: you so much for having me on. And like you were saying, um, having me join the team, I am so excited to be here and to bring my kind of like side passion for the past years into my full-time career, which is super exciting for me. Um, so my name is Elizabeth McCormick. I am a holistic health coach here in New York city. I'm also a registered nurse. I worked in labor and delivery for a couple of years before, um, transitioning into this role and more of the holistic health side full time. I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. I went to school in Clemson, South Carolina, and, uh, now I live up here in New York city with my husband. So super happy to be here, be closer to family in the city. And uh, jump into Ruan
1: Living. I know that I've known you for years. Actually, you were. <laughs> I was just thinking. I ca- I can't believe you were five years old when you were a flower girl in my at my wedding. I know it's like amazing.
0: It's amazing. It's so special. So I guess we should let everyone know. So Sophia is my aunt. I am her niece.
1: <laughs> yes, and, um, but- and so I know you. So well. I've watched you grow up since you were, I probably met you when you were like three or four years old. Yeah. It's been so amazing to see you flourish into such a smart, thoughtful, hardworking, curious grown up and your passion for holistic health and well being has been so delightful for me because I know that you are as passionate about it as I am. Have you always been interested in health? It seems so, but in recent years, you've just developed a more serious interest in it. So I've always been interested in like
0: the human body and health in general. Um, And then you know, as we've said, knowing you for so long, the awareness of toxins in our environment and in our food and the importance of keeping healthy primary food, kind of, as we say, like what goes in on and around your body has always been sort of in the periphery of my education and my perspective on life just growing up. Um, But it never felt like something that I needed to really take charge of and take initiative of and do my own research for myself until, um, I had like personal health scare summer after college. I uh, developed a breast tumor from just the, according to the doctors, it was from taking birth control pills in combination with just not eating well. I think a lot of toxins in my beauty and self-care products was just, um, as you know, we, we like to say and what we talk about in practical non-toxic living is like my overall body burden was just Super high, and that just expressed itself in the form of a tumor. And thankfully, it ended up being benign. But it's a lot for anyone to take in, let alone being 21 years old and like fresh out of college. The world is my oyster. Um, it's a pretty rude awakening to the fact that what we put in our bodies really has such a profound impact on our lives. And it, it really made me realize and truly like cherish that health is the most important thing I think I never really appreciated my body and movement and just like the freedom that we have in that until it was kind of like threatened to be taken away almost you know Um, that
1: surprises me because I I saw you dance was that high school yeah (laughs) high school and you were an incredible dancer performer you were committed for so many years. So were you, so I know you were physically so active for many, many years. Were you also eating healthy?
0: I, growing up, so like until college, yes, for sure. Through knowing you and being involved in your work and that education over the years, it was always a priority in my house to be eating good food, eating clean foods, Um, I was so physically active. And then I think a combination of things. I think when I went to college, I was like, Oh, great. I don't have to do that anymore. (laughs) When it's really like what I learned is it's really like, you have to take care of your body in order to see the results that you want. And so I was, I was doing yoga. I was physically active all through college. I thought I was eating well. In retrospect, I wasn't, I was just like, Eating what I thought was good based on like
1: current trends and so um you talk in more detail about how you were eating in college because I think there are listeners out there who also are thinking that they're eating healthy too. And if they hear how you were eating, they might think, Oh, that's how I eat. And <laughs> and then they'll hear the changes you made and realize there's opportunity to feel even better. I'll try to speak pretty
0: broadly. I know for me, like first couple of years, like that dining hall food, there's not much you can do about that. <laughs> um, but definitely once I moved off campus and was like in my own kitchen, quote unquote, I thought I was eating healthy or if I was eating out, I was making like healthier choices, like the chicken wrap at Chick-fil-A instead of just getting like chicken nuggets. But what I do now is much more intentional meal planning like really focusing on nourishing my body in these more well-balanced meals instead of going on like three-week diet trends or eating just because chick-fil-a and fried chicken was so big and in south carolina and clemson like eating chick-fil-a for what felt like a week straight and then doing like a super strict cleanse that was not sustainable into just like transitioning the way i think about food is it's not it's not a means to an end to transform your body. It's a way to continue to fuel your body and nourish your body through your whole life. And so just kind of like flipping that switch. You realize
1: there's a, a tumor in your breast, and then you start to learn about a body burden that everyone has, but you learned about your own, but we all have a body burden what were the first changes you made? Were they dietary or were they like cleaning products or beauty products? And, and I would love to then have you talk about diet, like resume the conversation. Yes. Like, What were the first few steps and what changes did you notice as you started to clean up these products?
0: The first changes that I made upon realizing that were cleaning out my beauty products, self-care products, bath products, all of these things because the statistic that really freaked me out is um 99% of breast cancer cells have um parabens found in them. And until you start reading the back of that label that's on all of your self-care products, it doesn't matter what they say on the front of it. It's what's the ingredients in the back of it um which you know for better or for worse you kind of have to learn how to read yourself which is what i found so much reassurance in working with you especially that summer you make it so straightforward of ways easy ways to read the label so you know how you can detox your your body burden um so i focused on that first um and did
1: you notice any sprints, like in your
0: skin or any other changes I, I feel like my skin was so much more moisturized all over cuz I was changing all of my products like top to bottom. I felt like my hair was healthier. I in retrospect all of the products that I was using were so harsh. Like they were just stripping all of my body's natural oil production and natural processes. And then I was trying to replace them with like a million step skincare routine um when really just kind of canceling all of that out and replacing it with just a couple really good staples helps bring me back to much more of a natural equilibrium to how my body really wants to be in its natural state that I was kind of preventing it from. What are your staples? Right now, um, shea butter is like my biggest thing because it's so on my face, literally everywhere. I used to use it like on top of a serum to like really seal it in, in deep, deep winter. And I actually, as we're kind of transitioning out of that, it's like unseasonably warm in New York today. I've moved to just doing the shea butter on my face. I think my skin is just so sensitive that it gets really weighed down when I try to use too many products.
1: Does your skin skin tend to be dry, normal, or oily?
0: I think, you know, a dermatologist would say it's like, combination, which is what like all of the, all of the products are, they're like normal to combination. Um, I've in the past had super oily skin as a result of me using such harsh products that my, my face was trying to compensate and overproduce oil because it was so dry from the products I was using. So I feel like now it's not not super oily, just back to like a nice balance. Now that I've restored that like natural barrier and I'm not constantly attacking it with all these harsh products.
1: So it sounds like you're finding that from using cleaner products, you just don't need nearly as many products. Yes. That's very well said. Your first step was cleaning up like your skincare routine and maybe Mm -hmm. other beauty and personal care products. And then what was the next area that you tackled?
0: So I feel like I started from absolute scratch of learning how to cook for myself and what I should be eating. I was like, okay, throw all of this away. Like what I, not physically, but like throw my old perspective of eating away that because it took so much time kind of for just the whole medical process of like, diagnosing and biopsies and ultrasounds. And then the eventual surgery, it was like two months where I kind of was forced to like sit at home, like literally just me and my mom in the house. It was, I mean, not to get too crunchy, but just like a, a time of such like reconnecting with my inner child. I really felt like I was relearning how to live in my body, which has been, I mean, it was a a terrible time while I was in it, but like the greatest gift going forward because while I was adjusting my eating habits and just like reading every single thing I could about what foods I should be eating, there's so much conflicting information out there. So I feel like what brought me the greatest piece internally was just like, okay, what does my body want to eat? And, you know, moving past that initial, like, do I just want to eat like a pound of chocolate right now? Like craving? (laughs) So like, what what is that telling me? Like that your body's like constantly trying to tell you something. And I just, I guess the universe said, you just need some silence to listen to what your body is trying to tell you and get back to that equilibrium. What a gift.
1: You've shared with me before how your body has given you really loud feedback after an elimination of something. I think we're talking about popcorn. Was it popcorn? Or something else that you stopped having for a while. And then when you would, was that what we were talking about? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I've done like a bunch of different kind of mini experiments on myself, sort of like an elimination, Um, especially with food, because it's so easy to kind of cut things out and then add them back in. So yeah, like popcorn for me was a huge one because I was eating it again. Like I thought it was a healthy snack and it can be definitely But, you know, there's definitely a little bit of early 2000s diet culture of, oh, zero calories. Like I can eat as much as I want and be full. And actually, as part of my integrative nutrition course, they were talking about some studies that popcorn is actually super irritating to your gut because it's kind of, if you think about it, it's like the kernels are like a rake across your intestines. Like your intestines are a mucous membrane, just like your mouth is, you know, and that's really abrasive and really hard for your body to digest like time after time after time. Um, so I cut it out for a couple of weeks. And then when I started snacking again on it, like just so like, okay, a couple weeks, I feel fine, but whatever. Like the day after I had it, I was so bloated. I was so uncomfortable. My stomach hurt so badly. Um, so I was like, okay, interesting. Like, I feel like it's one of those things again, where you don't realize until You have that, like, quote unquote, silence for your body to tell you, hey, maybe that isn't really working with your specific digestion system.
1: Yeah, that's something we promote a lot at the Detox Academy and the 40 day home detox is to be really observant as you eliminate one thing at a time so you can be aware of how your body reacts or your sensations react when they're re-exposed to something because these toxic exposures are everywhere and rather than learn an endless amount of information on what how to read product labels what to avoid and how to navigate all of that we can't possibly keep up when there are over i think i read there are like 150 million chemicals that have been invented by man And we just can't keep up, but our senses and our body do give us the feedback. So there is a more intuitive way to understand when you're around something that's just not good for you. It's been very profound to hear what you have to say about popcorn. And it makes so much sense to me that it would act as a rake in your insides and because my family has popcorn every day, which I know is not good for us, like you shouldn't really have <laughs> anything every day except like vegetables and fruit, and even diversity, uh, you know, within that. But we have it every day. I don't know of another easy, satisfying, quote unquote, healthy snack to feed my kids. And so I've been. Every now, every, when every chance I get, I've been online searching information about homemade popcorn because definitely microwave popcorn you want to avoid and any sort of pre-packaged popcorn, there'll be extra chemicals from the packaging material. But parts of me have thought homemade popcorn just can't be that bad. <laughs> and there's a surprising amount of information online about all the benefits like fiber, but What is your response? Because I know you learned about this in your integrative nutrition class. So what's your response to that conflicting information? It was this idea of like bio-individuality.
0: And so each one of us is, designed so differently that what doesn't work for me might work for somebody else. I think especially like what you were saying with your family, enjoying it as a snack every day after school, like that time together and the fact that it is an easy afternoon snack, is just as important because it's working right now for your household than, you know, me saying like, hey, maybe it's hard on your gut as well.
1: Well, your story is so important. And I've told every family member that Elizabeth says that this popcorn can (laughs) act on your intestines. And everyone's reacted like, I will remember that. And and we're all working on diverse. I mean, the key message is, as you were saying, like we all have unique reactions to foods. And what you're saying is so important for people to be aware of. And the point is diversify. Yeah. <laughs> and, and pay That's attention tough. to how your body reacts. Yeah. So totally you know so much about healthy eating now. And you're so much more in tune with how what you put in your body and on your body affects your health and well-being. How do you grocery shop and feed your family when you're also super busy working in this modern day life? So I
0: try to buy as fresh as possible and as much from like, from the source as possible. So like here in New York city, we're spoiled with a bunch of green markets and farmers markets and that sort of thing. So, um, there is a lot of accessibility for us here, but I know in other areas of the country, it's not as easily accessible. So like one great rule that's really stuck with me is like shopping the perimeter of the grocery store. Usually there aren't like the processed foods around the perimeter. It's like the produce, the meat, and then the dairy kind of as conventional grocery stores are set up. If you think of it kind of as like an 80-20 rule, like 80% of the time, that's your source of nutrition. And 20% of the time you're enjoying chips or things here and there, then your body is going to reflect that as well. So again, we're so spoiled with like delivery grocery services and stuff here in New York city. Um, So I definitely utilize that in terms of like time management and everything as a young adult, like trying to relearn how to feed myself kind of as if I was like a toddler. Um, (laughs) That was the biggest thing I kept in mind to help me a stay on track and not, throw a million different things into my cart. So that was actually a super budget friendly, like kind of hack for myself as well. Um, and B then you come home with foods that are the most nourishing for your body and really make up like the cornerstones of, of a good diet. And I know one other thing for me, I know some people hate going to the grocery store. That's my husband. He would like run a million marathons rather than like one simple trip to the grocery store.
1: Why is that? Is he just overwhelmed with what to buy? I think so. Yeah. he He's always feeling very,
0: very overwhelmed whenever he's in there. So I always tease him for that. But like for me, I kind of started making it like a little self-care Practice in my week because no matter what other errands I had to run. And again, now we're like kind of in a little bit of a crazy time. So I've been doing delivery a lot more, but usually I try to like once a week, it's like an hour that it's just me and a podcast, or, you know, call a friend or call your mom. You can pop your headphones in and like it's like 45 minutes to an hour that is uninterrupted time, like with yourself, if you think about it that way, which I think is like another nice way to kind of quiet the noise that's like always going on around us in our daily lives.
1: (laughs) Such a nice way to reframe grocery shopping. So you just shared some really practical tips with how you've approached uh, healthier, cleaner eating. As we wrap up, what are three practical non-toxic living tips that you're working on right now? I'm trying to be better about my EMFs right
0: now. That's what I'm that's what I'm working on. So turning off the Wi-Fi at night, keeping my phone on airplane mode when I'm on the subway, you know, that little bar will drop down to that one little bar so fast and you're not getting any reception from that anyways. Like you're not sending or receiving text. You can't download a new song on that one tiny little bar and what i've learned from from you and all of your research is it's actually your phone is emitting more emfs when it's on that low bar than it is with five bars so if you just put it on airplane mode you're getting the same exact experience from your phone but minimizing that radiation like right there in your pocket for 20 minutes at each end of your day
1: so i'll just add for those listeners who don't take subways don't have subways in their lives <laughs> that also when you're in a car the phone will tend to struggle to have good connection, like cell service. And even in that struggle, it will have to it'll emit more radiation as the bars go down and then the bars go up. But being in a metal and metal environment has the radiation like bounce off of the metal body of the car. Which is more chaos for your biology. So again, if you're in the car, especially if you're driving, you're not gonna miss anything if you turn your cell phone to airplane mode and your other wireless devices. So that's also healthier for people in cars. That's
0: that's such a great tip. And like I think for me, just the you know, like you say, kind of the elimination diet that is so helpful. Like just the experiment for me of seeing like that five minute walk, you know, from my apartment to the subway stop or from, you know, your kitchen to your garage, if you're not in a big city on the subway, if you pull up your podcast or whatever you want to listen to for your drive, like our phones are so powerful these days. Like all you need to do is pull it up and then put your phone on airplane mode. And you're able to listen to that whole podcast, even if it's not fully like downloaded onto your phone. So, cause I was a little resistant at first. I was like, no, I listen to my podcast. I listen to my music that way, <laughs> but yeah. it really like, it loads it so fast. And then you're minimizing the radiation for the actual commute. So what, what's number two? Minimizing toxins in your bakeware and in your cookware, like in the kitchen So I just got married a couple months ago. So putting on the registry, like (laughs) non-toxic pans. I personally use like the uncoated ceramic, which isn't like the top, top, top option in terms of non-toxic, but um, just in my small little New York apartment space and weight and everything, we just like didn't really have the room for a whole set of cast iron. (laughs) I know before, like you know, we just had the plain old kind of just nonstick pans because like, that's what you have in college. And then, you know, for a couple of years after that, you don't really want to buy a whole new set. And just like bringing that intentionality into the cooking process. Um, I don't know if I just made up that word, I guess, bringing that intention into the cooking process. I feel like Maybe I haven't felt the personal effects of it like in my body directly in the past couple months yet, but the peace of mind and like truly the joy I get daily just from cooking in these like beautiful pans that I know that I chose consciously to protect mine and my husband's bodies and our families and like preventing us in the most realistic way possible for us right now from consuming like lead and all these forever chemicals that, you know, we know are in these nonstick materials, like really just makes me happy and feel so proud of like what I'm making and kind of building for our home and
1: for our family. So then you notice that that consciousness spills over into the other ingredients and materials you're using in the baking process. And then it becomes Uh. a meditative experience.
0: absolutely and so I mean like a couple years ago before I got the new the new pans um I would be using I exactly I would feel like I was using all these beautiful ingredients that I was purchasing consciously and you know spending all this money on like high quality good ingredients I was so excited about and then putting them in this pan that I knew I didn't like and didn't care about and I knew wasn't good for me um and it really, I didn't realize how much it was downgrading the experience until we upgraded to these like cleaner pans that I'd purchased consciously. Um, and it really is like a meditative experience. It's exciting, I feel like, in the kitchen. So I find it exciting too.
1: <laughs> What's your, the last, the third thing that you're working on now? And I ask because you already know so much about healthy, conscious living, but you're always learning more. So, I'm just curious what you're, what the third thing is that you're working on. The
0: third thing right now is detoxing my current makeup routine, my like beauty products again, because over the past like four years of this kind of intensive non-toxic journey I've been on, I you know started by throwing away everything. It was like, once I read the back of the labels, I was like, okay, throw everything away that I used to have. And I was just purchasing like products that I didn't actually really love or didn't really work. Or, you know, it's kind of hard to find like a super clean mascara that doesn't run, you know, that sort of thing. So I've been kind of up and down in my products over the couple of years, past couple of years. And then leading up to the wedding, I just pretty much gave up. I was like, I don't care. I just want products that I know are going to work and stay in place and like really just perform for all the events leading up to it. But now that that's kind of passed and I'm settling back into just like regular routine, it's so important to be, especially if you do wear makeup every day, like to be aware of what's on your face, because I mean, our skin absorbs everything we put on it. And that's the reason why like if you're trying to quit smoking nicotine patches work. And so just kind of like realizing that and then reading and looking at what I was putting on my skin for 14 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm like, oh my gosh, no wonder my body burden was so high, you know? So I'm trying to clean it up, switch out products. And I'm trying to be really intentional about like investing in products that's I'm going to like, and are going to last me a long time and not just like purchasing and then throwing them away when they don't work. So I don't have any like full recommendations yet, but when I do, I'll share them with our Ruan living community.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Well, I am so excited to be working with you and we're going to have so many more conversations. So I know listeners will get to know and love you as much as I do. Thanks for
0: joining today. Thank you so much for having me today and on the podcast, my first podcast. So I hope I wasn't too rambly. I'm excited to contribute my passion and just refine it into so much more I can contribute to the Ruan Living community and this podcast
1: as we continue to build. Thanks for listening. For podcast show notes, visit www.ruanliving.com, spelled www.ruanliving.com. To more easily listen to other episodes, please subscribe to the Practical Non-Toxic Living Podcast. And if you'd like to support it, please like it and share it. Until next time.